Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard, and some of us play Hunters way too much all of a sudden. I'm Matt Rossi, I'm your host, and with me this week are two robot co-hosts. I'm going to go with robot this week, you're robots now. Um, first up, uh, Alex Zebart, editor-in-chief of Blizzard Watch, and a robot. Hello, uh, beep boop again. Uh, I just want to let you guys know that there is an Eevee, a Jigglypuff, and an Oddish in my area right now that I haven't caught yet. And I could be going to get them, but instead, I'm here. Thanks a lot. Uh, thank you for that, Alex. Um, if you want to communicate with Alex about his resentment for you and all things that aren't those things, feel free to write him. Not us. We're not involved. Leave me out of it. Uh, also with us this week, um, Anne, who she's going in to have lasers implanted in her eyes, Stickney. That's what you're doing tomorrow, right? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be an X-Men or will at least be able to see i'm kind of hoping for the whole shooting lasers out of my eyes thing and by the way alex if there was a jigglypuff anywhere near my home right now i would not be here i'm just saying don't give him a diet i i see the little thing it says nearby (laughs) jigglypuff but i can't go get it (laughs) well then we should probably move on with the show (laughs) there's there's been nothing interesting near my house all day and i sit down to do this and suddenly all the Pokemon come out of the woodwork. What the <laughs> hell? Since I live in Canada, I, we don't have Pokemon Go up here. And more importantly, I've actually been playing World of Warcraft. Um, so I'm going to talk about that real fast. I uh, I bought Legion finally. I pre-ordered it. I've been waiting on that for a bit. But I finally said, ah, yeah, get it. So I picked it up. And, of course, you get the, the level 100 boost. So I, I boosted my Hunter because I have like a million warriors. They're all like either level 100 or close to it. So I figured, yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll boost my hunter. He's level 60-something. I had forgotten that I leveled him to level 60 just intending to use my level 90 boost on him. Because <laughs> when you when you get him to, like, level 60, their professions automatically level when you do. Yeah. So I forgot I did that, and then I didn't level him. I leveled my Death Knight instead. I don't know why I did that. That's insane, but I did. So he was just sitting there. So I leveled him up, and the first thing I realized was that he was a worgen. And I'm sorry— 
combat when you're melee worgen stuff is fine because the combat animations drown out the snuffling but when you're a ranged i don't know how ranged people play worgen i don't because i had five minutes of this guy as a worgen and I, I was like nope i can't do this all i can hear is my my pet off in the distance making noises and me going <laughs> so i i then race changed him there there's something like my death knight is a worgen but I wish he wasn't, because there's something that fundamentally disagrees with, like, Worgen in World of Warcraft and playing one. Because I picture a Worgen, like, or a werewolf or any kind of monster like that, putting a sword in their hand seems like it would make them less effective. See, I don't I don't have a problem with it as melee. I really don't. Especially, although I, I really think they must make great rogues because you can get fist weapons or whatever. But at any rate, I don't mind them in melee because it, the, it's drowned out. I don't hear the snuffling. But when I'm sitting there at range and all I can hear is my own character inhaling the world, uh, yeah, that had to go. So I I made it a night elf. And yeah. I'm happy. Werewolves. I just I just pictured tooth and fang, not like sword and billy club. I just don't picture shooting a person at range with a bow and arrow. That that's way. Yeah, that's uh, even worse. The werewolves have bows and arrows now. What? I, couldn't anybody be a threat with one of those? Yeah, but the werewolves are using them. So I I, I race changer and I've been in Tanan pretty much nonstop since I got it on 100, I've learned many things, one of which is that it is easy to be okay at a hunter, and it is very hard to be good at it. I am a terrible hunter. I am saved by my ridiculous... I was going to say, this is, this is everything that I've already been learning on the leveling stream. I have, I've, learned, <laughs> I've learned how to like use my pet. My pet's actually doing great. I, I now have a core hound. I also learned, don't tame a core hound boss out of Molten Core if you want to finish Molten Core. <laughs> because if yeah. you tame that pet, you know, I got Magmadar. If you tame him, he doesn't count as dead. So the, the Major Domo Executives won't spawn. Fun. So you can't finish the dungeon and get your Dragon Stalker pants. That's very irritating for a transmog junkie. That's I'm sitting there going, okay, though, uh, because, like, Dragon Stalker's deck isn't that pretty. What? I like Should Dragon Stalker. Should have got Chromagus. No, I, there's a reason I didn't get Chromagus. Because I was like, I want to get my Beast Stalker set. Yeah. And he drops a crossbow, Azure's Duel, so I want to get that. I killed him, he dropped three... Wrath shoulders. <laughs> I was like, you son of... But, yeah, so I should have tamed him and killed Magmadar and said I did it the other way around. And, and really Oh, hurt. well. But anyway, yeah, Hunters, uh, easy to be okay at it. Terribly hard to be actually good at it. I am definitely not good at it, but I'm having fun. I have I actually... a level 100 boost to use, and I'm not, like, I don't know what to use it on. I keep thinking that I should just use it on my Shadow Priest because she's still level 90. I haven't gotten around to leveling her yet. But between leveling my main and another alt and the leveling stream characters, I don't really want to do the whole leveling through Draenor thing again. So, like... Obviously, you should use it on a demon. Well, n- no. Don't no. <laughs> they start, like, level 97? Yeah. The yeah. demon hunter starts... Level 98, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have a demon hunter because they're real cool, but, like, I, I'm wondering if I should just, like, go ahead and use the level 100 boost on the Shadow Priest or not. Not sure. I yeah, think I... so, because she was, like, my first raid character back in vanilla. So I, I, I try and keep her leveled with every expansion, just yeah, because. I, I just went with the uh, hunter because, I, as my wife pointed out, you've got Death Knights, uh, two of them almost at level 100. Uh, one of them would be level 100 if we played more. Um I've got, you know, a ton of warriors. I've got even a paladin who's frozen in on 100. But I don't have any ranged, and I don't like casters. I just, I can't handle it. I just hate everything about them. I want them to just go away. I don't want to talk about them. I'm not a fan. I mean, okay, I played a warlock for a while in vanilla, and I really liked that. 
Um, I played a mage for a while, and that was okay, but it wasn't really... I, I, I didn't like it so much. For whatever reason, Elemental Shaman really works for me. Like, way more than your traditional Glothcaster does. And I don't know why. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I Something can't about play Elemental. flinging lightning and lava. I just love it. <laughs> but yeah, so I did that, and I had a good time with that. So, um, Before we do the emails, though, I guess we'll stop and take a word from our sponsor. And do you like surprises? I hate surprises. Then you love... Oh, do you like food and stuff? Well, yeah. Then you'll love Degusta Box, a monthly subscription which delivers 10 to 15 delicious items straight to your front door. With Degusta Box, you'll receive items that are brand new to the market or food and drinks you might never have thought to try before. How exciting! How do I sign up? Head over to blizzardwatch.com slash Box and use the discount code Degusta10 to get $10 off your first box. Uh, in all seriousness, Degusta Box is a pretty cool service. I subscribe to it. I genuinely enjoy it. So it seems like something you'd enjoy. Check it out. Get yourself some funky food. Okay, uh, as is the case, we usually do news stories. So first up, uh, I wanted to mention this because it was actually something that Anne pointed out to us. The Harbingers trailer is up, which is, if you don't know what that's Anne's point. Why don't you give them the details? Okay, so Harbingers, basically, it's the next animated series to come out of Blizzard. We had The Burdens of Shaohao, and then we had Lords of War. Harbingers is basically, it's the, am I even pronouncing that right? Yeah, it's Harbingers. Yeah. Harbingers, Harbinger. thank you. Okay, good. <laughs> I had a moment, brief moment of worry. Anyway, this is the animated series that goes with Legion, so all of the stories will be Legion-centric. Um, we know that Dan O'Halloran, one of our writers, he went to the Legion Summit, and they showed a preview of one of the episodes, and it was one that involved a female demon hunter learning how to be a demon hunter, that kind of thing. But there are several different episodes for it, just like with Lords of War and just like with Burdens of Shao Hao. Uh, the trailer, the trailer flashes through all of these different scenarios, and it looks absolutely, I can't wait for this thing to come out. Did you watch it, Rossi? No, because I just found out about it, like, you know, a minute before I logged on. So oh, my gosh. Okay, so Cadgar's in it, um, and Medivh is in it. Only it's like a, I, maybe a spirit Medivh. I don't know. He's got a it's, blue glow around him. I'm very it's excited. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Medivh. I'm very excited by this, though, <laughs> because it's Medivh. And then there's Cadgar. Uh, Gul'dan makes a brief appearance. And then somebody who looks like Gramash, but I'm not sure if that's actually him or not. And then, of course, there's like the whole Legion of Demon Hunters and then the Burning Legion itself. And the last shot, the last shot is just like it. my breath caught in my throat. Anyway, so yeah, the trailer is out right now. It's a preview trailer. The actual first episode of Harbingers is going to make its debut at the Legion panel at San Diego Comic-Con next week on the 21st. Um, I believe... That since they're debuting this at Comic-Con, after it finishes showing for the Comic-Con crowd, they'll go ahead and release it online. So Cool. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I misspelled there's, Dadgar. I did not misspell Dadgar, but yeah. There's, anyway. there's actually, um, this is, I think, related to that short. They added a quest line on the beta, and I'm not going to talk about it, just so that they say that it exists. But it touches on Medivh and Cadgar to a degree. Ah. Uh. So. Yeah, it's, I'm it's... so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so glad that I mean, when they came out with Burdens of Shaohao, I thought that this was like the most amazing, wonderful thing that they had done in a really long time because it wasn't quite a traditional animated series, but it was close enough and it was stylized enough and it was just it worked. It really worked for the story that they were telling. And I was really happy when they came out with Lords of War and thinking, OK, maybe they're going to make this like 
tradition and they're going to do this with every expansion. And so far they have. I haven't gotten tired of it yet. I want them to do more than just so, that, you know, be great. On that same kind of wavelength, it's not exactly the same, but they also put out the uh, the Nightborn comic. This I think last week they put it out? Yeah, it was last Thursday. And, uh, if you haven't read that, um, it has the motion comic version. It also has the PDF download. You can do it a variety of ways. It's on the official site. It's, in some ways, the more a comic is more personal. Like, it's if you've played WoW for a long time, the more a comic will, you know, It'll give you some feels because it is definitely tied into the history of the game. But the Nightborn comic actually has a lot more to do with Legion. Yeah. Like it, it sets up the story of what's going on, uh, especially in Suramar. Yeah, it's um, it's called Nightborn Twilight of Suramar, and it basically tells not the entire story of the Nightborn. There's like hints to their past and where they came from, but it's basically what happened to the Nightborn just before the events of Legion. So this is a pre, pre-Legion comic again. Um, there are going to be four of these. So I have a feeling that we'll probably see the third one, whatever it is, this Thursday, and then the fourth one, whatever that is, next Thursday. Um, hopefully. I'm guessing. I don't know. That's the only established pattern I've got. But again, it's Matt Burns writing it, and Matt Burns is real good with the whole comic writing thing. I really liked this one. I thought it was great. Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. It also helps explain a lot of stuff that I didn't understand when I went through Suramar when it, back when it was still the Alpha. Um, it, it does tell you. It gives you a, a good grounding onto what's going on and who these characters are. I love backstory so, and exposition. Yeah. It's worth it's worth a read. And plus, you know, it's got gold on in it being evil. So you know, hey, you knew I was there. Uh, Alex can Alex can come in now and make fun of me for yeah. playing gold on crash. Yeah, let's not get into that. Um, it would be nice if some of that backstory was actually in the game um if you, i mean if you're confused about it in the game you're like oh, go read this comic that kind of sucks i mean i like the comics but kind of needing them is not great uh, i do think that you know in the case of suramar part of the problem was that i it was alpha so we'll we'll see yeah. what happens when you get into it in the beta but yeah, um, it wasn't like the, completely hammered out yeah i'll yeah. say that when 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 we get in you know alpha or, or fairly early beta um things are so unfinished that you do some quests and you're just like, what? There's Why am I here? I've had quests where they seriously said, you know, text not yet implemented. So <laughs> right. Kind of like, um, okay, you want me to get balls? Right. Sure. Glowing balls. I'm on it. I, I'm doing this, but I don't okay. know why I'm doing it. Don't know what you need them for, but I'm your man. You look Guys, I have great news. Okay, Jigglypuff is in my office right now. Oh my gosh. Catch him. Right, go I'm ahead and catch him. serious, we'll talk. Rossi. You keep talking. We'll this talk. is very important. Yeah, go away. Okay, you catch Jigglypuff, and while you're doing that, I'm going to know that uh, the Nightborn comic, just like the the Magni comic, it's also available on the Madefire website. So there's a Madefire um, motion comic, basically. And it's kind of... Well, it's a motion comic. That's how you explain it, really. It's got sound, and then it actually, like, there's a little bit of animation involved. And it's really pretty. And the Nightborn one is exceptionally well done. I was really impressed with it. Did you see it, Rossi, or no? I went straight with PDF because whenever I try and use the motion thing in my computer, it decides it, it, it didn't didn't like it at all, huh? It doesn't want to load it. Okay. Well, no. if you're interested in such things, you should go look at the motion book version of Nightborn and keep your eyes peeled because chances are we're going to see another comic this Thursday. Um, what it's going to be about... No idea. Absolutely no idea. <laughs> yeah. But I'm hoping that it's going to be like more pre-Legion stuff 
and maybe we'll see something about, you know, the Torrent of High Mountain or something like that. No idea. But or I the Rykul? Gonna... The Rykul would be cool. That would be. Uh, I'm going to jump, though, a little bit. Because one thing I wanted to mention, which ended up at the end of our news thing, but I think it's pretty important, is if you're you know, trying to get your moose and you haven't gotten it yet, you have until August 30th to get the moose. Legion's the, launch. Yeah, not the pre-patch. So if you're worried that they're going to drop the pre-patch, and you, then you'll be done. You won't be able to get your moose. No, you'll still have that full at least a month until um, August 30th to get it. You don't have to worry that the pre-patch dropped and you don't have a chance to get it anymore. So I thought that was important to mention. It's It's... Not, I think they did that with the the Garage Hellstream heirlooms and mounts as well. Like I think that they were still gettable. Yeah. When the so, yeah. when the Warlords pre patch dropped, because I I remember going on a couple alts to get heirlooms. Um, well, like the the expansion was coming out the next week, and I was doing a run on one of my characters to get the heirlooms, which ironically I don't use. The other that. the other thing that I should probably we should probably mention is that if you're in the process, still in the process of getting your legendary ring, you'll be able to keep doing that. However, um, with the Legion pre-expansion patch, they're, okay, first off, they're going to temporarily close down the Brawler's Guild, and challenge moans are going to end. And that happened in Missa Pandaria, so we can expect yeah. both no of those things. Uh, also with Missa Pandaria, you know how they had like the shutdown, you couldn't get the quests for your legendary cloak anymore once? Yeah. Okay, well... The same thing is going on here. You won't be able to start the quest for your legendary ring. And if you aren't already on chapter two or later of the quest chain, the quest is going to be removed from your log. So if you haven't gotten to chapter two or later on the legendary on your alts or whatever, should probably do that. Um, the actual which like one is, which one's chapter two, just so people know. Um, I don't remember which chapter is chapter two. I think it's the one after you get like the ring and everything else from um, the instance with the birds and the okay. Skyreach. So you. basically, you, you should be in raid content. Is you should be saying. in raid content. Probably, I would assume that you should at least be in the high mall portion of things. Um, and they have expedited that so that you get the stuff a lot quicker. But yeah, if you haven't. If you aren't on Chapter 2, you should get there. When Legion launches on August 30th, the Legendary Ring will be completely unavailable. Meaning, if you are in mid-quest at that point, those quests are going to disappear from your logs. So be sure to get your Legendary Ring before August 30th if you have not done so. Yeah, if that's something you want to do, uh-huh. uh, do, do that. For the achievement and all that other stuff. Uh, uh, that'll look uh, really great in my new wardrobe. Did you, uh, did you, get, did you get the Jigglypuff? Yeah, I did. All right. Way awesome. to go. I, mean, I got it in like 10 seconds. I just didn't have anything to say. You realize what Blizzard has to do, don't you? They need they to take need to pet make... battles and make no, a Pokemon no, 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 no. Go for them. Screw pet battles. We, we talked it. about this on the Behind the Scenes podcast this morning. <laughs> they need a World of Warcraft one where you like go to parks to find treasure and you go to monuments, which are dungeons. And you find NPCs in the wild and they give you quests to go out other places and do things. Yeah. Go, we'll never go to the park, find no the chest, these people here. again. <laughs> like, you go to the park and there's a guy who says, yeah, um, I need you to visit, I don't know, this location for me. And so then you have to, like, walk six blocks somewhere else. And then there's another NPC and you check in with them and then you get a thing. Mad because he, you know, you could have, he sends you back to where the first guy is. To do stuff. <laughs> Why didn't he, he just to... tell me to do that? <laughs> And then if you're living in rural America, you talk to a guy and he has to send you to somebody 50 miles away. And then send you back. Yeah. 
all right, now that we've come up with a way that for Blizzard to destroy our lives and make us constantly wander the world like Kane and Kung Fu. It'd be great. I should mention that Diablo Season 6 is ending soon, and Season start is start, season 7 will be starting in August. Yep. Uh, so if you're working on a seasonal character and you haven't got it up to 70 yet or whatever, um, get on that because that's, that's happening this month. That'll be ending. I don't remember exactly when it ends, but it's ending soon. It ends North America. It ends on July 22nd. Actually, it ends on July 22nd in North America, Europe, and Asia. It's just different times. So, but yeah. 5 p.m., whatever time you happen to be in. And then uh, Season 7 begins on August 5th. So you're going to have that period of time between where there's no season and and you have till the 22nd of this month to get your character done and ready to go if that's what you want to do. That's next um, week. So if you haven't gotten your transmog set or whatever from this season, get on that. <laughs> it's going to go away real soon. Uh, and I guess the last thing, and this is the thing I put in for news, but I don't know anything about it because I don't watch esports all that much because, quite frankly, I just can't get into it. Uh, but apparently there was some roster drama, drama for heroes before the, going into the what the semifinals. What is it that's going on? Somebody who understands this, explain um, it to me. I think a better question is when isn't there heroes roster drama or esports roster drama, period? Basically, at the end of any kind of big tournament or anything like that, there's all kinds of roster switches and swaps and things that go on. So, yeah, I mean, teams are disbanded. Other teams are made. Yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, so professional sports like NBA, NFL, MLB, they do player trades and so forth. Esports doesn't really have that. If somebody isn't working out or teams are working out, they just straight up kick that person off the team or disband their team. And suddenly five people don't have a team anymore and they're all going to different teams and that causes problems. It's a mess. Uh, Esports is just a mess in terms of roster. Uh, Every time a season ends, there's this was this was basically we're going into the North American fall qualifiers on the road to BlizzCon. So that's why it was of note this time around. They start very quickly here and. Honestly, it's it's kind of interesting because, I mean, you talk about how there's all like the roster swaps and all this other stuff. It's exactly what happens in any team based sport. <laughs> you got your trades, you got your drafts, you got people being shuffled around, traded for other people. It's yeah, it's yeah, kind of the same same sort of madness. Yeah, It's it's similar, except the Dallas Cowboys aren't going to say we're not a team anymore and form like. <laughs> no, the no, they are not. <laughs> from now on, we're the Dallas Stars. Why? Why? Because we were just we were, didn't like that last team, so we just disbanded. It's and none of the people on the team are the same. <laughs> they just disbanded the Cowboys, started fresh, and then the next year the stars are gone, and they're the horses. Yeah, the road whatever. to BlizzCon. Fairgrim just pointed out in the chat channel, and I was waiting for an opportunity to slip in here. The road to BlizzCon for for North America that actually started yesterday. Okay. There was a tournament yesterday. Um, I'm not sure who went through with it or what, because I don't watch that kind of stuff so much. I don't have I a lot of time watch. to watch that kind of stuff. I usually watch, but I was outside with my Pokemon. So. Yeah, yeah, I was busy watching Colorado Rockies play baseball. So, you know, <laughs> sports is sports is sports. <laughs> I, was, I was playing a hunter. Uh, I guess I was writing my book. But, yeah, we don't care about that. Uh, yeah. All right. I think at this point we're done. We've actually managed to get through the news a lot faster than I expected. Um, usually three of us... This, this much news would take us 45 well, minutes. Well, Alex did duck out to catch a Jigglypuff in the middle of it. For so, like you know. 10 seconds. Don't blow this out of proportion. <laughs> anyway, um, 
we should probably talk about emails, uh, as is usually the case. Please send up an email to podcast at blizzardwatch.com if you want us to just do, do your email on the show. We like getting emails on pretty much any subject, um, so go ahead and send whatever question about whatever Blizzard game you'd want to us. Um, a, a quick PSA, though, if you could keep it below, say, 500 words, that'd be great. I mean, we got one email today. Short I would paragraphs, actually, folks. I'd like to do, cover this email, but I can't. I don't think we can. Like, it's just, it's We're too long. We're not going to read 3,000 words No, the email is longer than, than my usual Know Your Lore column. And Anne's usual Know Your Lore column is pretty freaking long. Yeah, we're not we're not doing that. <laughs> Anne's going to read them for us, though, so if you would. Okay, first email is from Whitson Gingersnap, a gnome warrior on Wormrest Accord who has... The best name. I love it to death. Anyway, he says, Hello, Watchers. I've got a warrior question. I'm looking at changing mains legion from my rogue to my warrior. I was wondering what the status of each spec in the beta was. I've always loved Arms Over Fury, but this expansion, it's felt disappointing. Also, any advice for tanking with a warrior for someone who's never tanked before? Thanks, Whitson. I think we've given advice before on tanking and things like yeah. that. But yeah. I'm just going to basically give you, I'll give you a quick I'm going to let you process. handle it because you're the warrior guy. So go for it. Um, first off, if you want to play ARMS, do it. Quite frankly, ARMS is an amazing spec right now. Uh, I don't know how how many times they've done damage passes at this point. It doesn't feel like they've really caught up yet, but ARMS has really solid damage. We've been doing stuff. We did a leveling stream, actually, on the, the beta, and I was like hitting guys, and they were just falling over. Like They'd go from full health to, I'm dead. Like So... It's a little bursty, but it's definitely there. The potential for damage is there. Arms does really well. Arms has the best um, self-healing of the three specs. I think even better than Prot. And it's it's a strong, strong spec. You have no problem if you want to go Arms. Fury's a little underwhelming, quite frankly. Uh, it, it it falls over unless you're like really on top of it. Um, but it's it's doable. They put Enrage Regeneration in, so you can there's there's some hope. Uh, I, it does not. A lot of stuff has been taken out or given to one specific spec over another. There's a lot to catch up. I did a, a column on Blizzard Watch last Friday. If you want to go look that up, it, it's a Warriors Charge column that covers this stuff more or less in detail. How it's going to change when 7.0 hits. Uh, prot. If you want to go prot, if you want to tank, um, my advice for you is first off to grow a thick skin. Like get used to people blaming you for every wipe. Get used to you know having to deal with people's fevered egos because you you will at warrior specific stuff basically you're gonna you're gonna be tempted to blow your rage on damage uh especially they've got the new focused rage ability which increases the damage of your shield slam you're gonna need to, to learn to resist that and to measure how you how you deal out your rage um alex is tanked i know he's tanked a warrior on the 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 alpha but he hasn't really done it much on the beta yet right now it's stronger than it was they've they've made prop warriors reasonably strong they still feel a little squishy because every tank feels squishy if you've tanked on live you'd feel squishy if you've never tanked i don't know you'll have anything to compare it with but a lot of times you feel like oh god i've used everything and i don't have any anything and i'm going to take a ton of damage here that definitely is a feeling you'll get you'll need to learn to get comfortable with holding off on your cooldowns for really big damage and otherwise i mean it's the same as any class like the threat generation is fine i didn't I didn't lose aggro when I tanked on a warrior and Alex didn't lose aggro much when he tanked. Um, it's 
basically all about learning to use shield barrier and ignore pain. Um, I've had people point out to me, I'm not big on ignore pain as a replacement for shield barrier, but I've had people point out to me the one real benefit to ignore pain is it's never wasted. Ignore pain lasts until it's used. Once you use it, once you hit the button, the absorb effect of ignore pain, which is not actually an absorb effect, but it's the kind of thing that feels and plays just like one, so that's what it is. Um, when you use it, it lasts until it's gone. So if you hit ignore pain, you never have to worry that like in eight seconds or whatever, it's going to just stop existing and maybe you wasted that rage using it when you could have used something else. Ignore pain, it's always good to use. So it's basically going to be your main ability is going to be ignore pain. Then you're going to use shield block when you, you know you're taking physical damage. And after those two, it's all about what damage ability you use to generate rage. It's all about hitting shield slam when it's up, uh, revenge when it's up, devastate when neither are up. And that's pretty basic. I mean, you use a thunderclap and any other AOE abilities you have, because you can take various ones uh, to generate threat. And uh, I always recommend shockwave for starting tanks because shockwave stuns things right in front of you, which is great because you can angle it. You can, you know, it's a cone, you can control it and it's a good solid stun. And if you have more than three mobs in front of you, you can use it every 20 seconds, which is really nice for a cone stun. Uh, but that's basically it. It's really not any different than tanking in any other class. And in general, uh, the class is pretty strong for it. The artifact is weird in that it gives you, like, they've, they've actually tinkered the artifact power a few times. So I'm actually not going to talk about that too much. I'll, I'll give you more detail later. I'll write a column about it. But yeah, basically just go in there, learn to measure your rage, learn to use uh, ignore pain and shield barrier proactively, but not to exhaust yourself. Don't use your big cooldowns like last stand or shield wall unless you really need to. Don't be tempted to, oh, I'm getting low and hit them. Use the, Save them for like, oh God, I'm going to take a ton of damage, but do use them. Don't get afraid to use them. And that, you'll basically be fine. Okay. That was a lot. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, so our next email is from Firesparks, Guardian Druid of Whisperwind, who has several questions. And I think we're just going to touch on these one by one, if that's okay with you guys. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So first question says, do we know how Blizzard will decide what spec to switch someone to if they choose DPS for a dungeon and are leveling as a tank or healer and their class has multiple DPS specs to choose from, i.e. Druids, Warriors, Death Knights, Shaman? I thought the way it was working now is that there's like a like a period when you zone in where specs and talents can be changed at will. Like so if it I don't know how it decides which one you're to pick though. Like I don't remember if you if I've always like gone in as I haven't gone in as a tank. Like I haven't gone in in tank spec in a damage role. Do you know what I mean? I haven't done that. I've always like gone in as the role I was at that moment. So have either of you done that on the beta? I have not. Yeah, I haven't actually played with that. Um, I know that for most people, if they're leveling, they're leveling as a DPS class rather than leveling as a tank or a healer. Um, and then I personally, I'm wondering, why would you choose to queue as DPS for a dungeon if you're a tank or a healer? Because <laughs> you're going to get a lot faster queue with the other two options yeah. is just what I'm saying, you know. Um, yeah, but I know there is a mechanism for it, but I don't know how it decides. Yeah, I, I, you know, I may ask if we to... know. We ask if we know how. No, we do not know how. I may have to actually try that today just to see if I can make it work. Like I'll, I'll log in and I'll go prot and log in as a dungeon and as DPS. The problem with doing that on the out on the beta is it can take a really long time on the beta because it's just there's just the one or two servers. Yeah. It's not it's not like, you know, pulling There's not a ton of people out there doing that kind of thing. So, 
Okay, so uh, next question says, are all pre-made glyphs going to be destroyed in the pre-patch or just the glyphs that no longer exist? Alex, you might know more about this. Uh, let's see. Glyphs are... Is it just is it just yes. ones that no longer exist anymore that are going to be destroyed? Like if you if the you have a vast majority of glyphs no longer exist. Okay, but it, say you have um oh the whole glyph of the spirit wolf, the one that makes you look like a ghost wolf, the the ghost wolf glyph. If you have um, that in your bank right now, is that going to be burned up when we go to the pre-patch, or is that one just going to stay and be transformed to the new version? I don't honestly know about individual glyphs because I I've done some inscription on the beta but i haven't transferred like a live character over to beta with you should do that <laughs> uh, i probably should but seeing my bank turn to ashes once will be depressing enough having to do it <laughs> on the beta and then relive it um I, I don't yeah um the cosmetic ones you would think they don't get burned but at the very least i think all recipes are changing so I, I want to say that Mitch posted a screenshot. I want to say that Mitch posted a screenshot of his bank with a bunch of glyphs in it, and all of them had turned to ash except for like a very, very tiny handful. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, the vast majority, if not all, will get burned. But specific, I know even not all cosmetic glyphs are still around. Like there's, um, there's a lot of cosmetics that just aren't going to be there anymore, and some of them, like uh, I don't know about. I'm trying to think of specific ones, but I really can't off the top of my head. Uh, there are a lot of even cosmetic glyphs that aren't carrying uh, in. So there are some the, new cosmetic glyphs. Yeah, just so. the ones. If it's a new glyph, obviously it won't exist yet. And just the ones that I don't know, because the stuff we. The thing is, is when we get cosmetic glyphs on the beta, we get them from a, a, an NPC who has them. I don't think that NPC is going to exist in in the actual game, so I don't know. Right. And I know there are like glyphs that gave you a new spell, either that spell won't exist anymore or you'll get it from a tome from a vendor and that will be like vendor bought and not inscription made like hunter fetch or your pet will go loot for you that was a glyph it's no longer a glyph it's now a tome you buy from a vendor yeah that, that spell well and that's what happened with the ghost wolf thing it was something that i bought off of a vendor in dalaran so i didn't know if the one that you made if you had one in your bags if it would turn into that thing that the vendor also sold or yeah. Something else. Um, professions that professions in general have been hard to track on beta. They because... yeah, they haven't been like fully completely implemented and then it's also it's just hard to do professions on the beta themselves without dedicating yeah. a heck of a lot of time. Even quite recently I tried to do I think a, a tailoring on one of my beta characters and I hit a point where I just couldn't go any further and that was not like yesterday, but within the last month or two that still had a roadblock. So I was really gung-ho about doing a lot of testing with professions and stuff early on, but they moved so slowly that I said, screw it. I only have so in much In other news, I got fishing like capped that. out in a night, so, you know, there was that. Capping <laughs> out fishing in a night was so much easier than trying to deal with, like, leatherworking and tailoring. Super, super easy. Bugs. Super easy. All that, you had to throw a rod out for a couple hours. Tailoring, it's like, well, the quest item didn't spawn. I can't level it up. Mine, I think the part where I hit the roadblock was, like, Okay, so to do this, you need to get to the next thing, and the next thing is in Suramar, or someplace that I hadn't been to yet. I was like, oh, okay, they haven't unlocked that zone, so I can't do that. And then I haven't had a chance to like go back in with brand new characters and investigate all of that stuff all over again. So, um, Next question is, are artifact skins and recolors spec-specific or character-specific? Do I have 
100 dungeons with each hidden artifact to unlock each recolor or 100 with any hidden artifact to unlock all recolors? I can only answer this a little bit, but I know that... Give it your best shot, because I, I don't know. I, I my, my warrior has unlocked one appearance for his artifact and as far as i remember having only i've at the time i only had two artifacts i did not have three um my arms warrior has unlocked a recolor for their their artifact the stromkar and my fury warrior has unlocked a, a color for his two hand his double weapons um i assume that my prop warrior will also have unlocked one but i that's the best i can tell you i don't know if some of them are going to be this way or others are not going to be this way or so how they're unlocked. Did you unlock them on each individual? Like you did the unlock on each character or you did the unlock on one character and it unlocked for all of them like account wide. What I did was I did a quest and at the end of that quest, I got an achievement and that achievement unlocked one appearance on all of your on, characters though. No, just that character, just the single character. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. From the Q&A for artifacts and class halls, I think what uh, Craig and Mai said is that all of the appearances and recolors are tied to achievements. And if that achievement is a character-specific achievement, it'll only lock on that character. But there are some that might be account-wide achievements. It's just look at the achievement, and if it appears as an account-wide achievement, it's going to be for everybody. Characters. If it's a character-specific achievement, it's only going to be for that character. Yeah, this particular I think the majority of them will be for one character. This particular achievement is one character. So I have gotten this one achievement, and it's given me one recolor that I open on the two artifacts that I had at the time. I haven't checked since I unlocked my third artifact. I haven't checked and seen if it also unlocked. Okay. Uh, next question. Is prestige level tied to your character or to your spec? Level 10 shaman versus level 10 resto shaman, level 5 elemental shaman. Oh, that's character. That's it's, just a PvP Yeah, it's character. Um, it's effectively like, it's like special PvP levels. So it's it's not spec specific, it's character specific. Yep. Rossi, is there a bird? Yes, a terrifyingly okay. loud magpie is right outside my window. Oh, that's exists. what that is. Okay. It's I, like, I you're in your house. Yeah. No, I'm not being attacked. Pokemon Go has come to Canada. It's right outside your window, waiting for you to capture it. It's not happening. <laughs> See? <laughs> Stop giving it ideas. <laughs> okay, next question. How do you unlock enchant appearances for Transmog? Uh, so far, I when I did it, um, it basically looked at the weapons I had and the enchants they had on them. Yeah? And that's what I gave me. Like, so I have like seven or eight enchants en unlocked, and they're all based on stuff that I had in my inventory on that character. I had like a bunch of different things unlocked, and it the was like if your stuff has been enchanted and what the enchants are, it like looks at them. That I think like... I may have had like just a bunch of like weapons in my bank that had various enchants on them. Yeah. Because but, uh, they were pretty. I don't know. That's unfortunate, because I stuck all of my transmog weapons into void storage, which stripped all their enchants. Yeah. See, I didn't put the weapons into void storage. I just put my clothes in there. So. Yeah, Lizard, keep, you jerks. I keep my weapons out of void storage there <laughs> in my collection. So, but, I uh, guess... It didn't, it didn't give me like everything I've got in my, my... One of my characters is an enchanter, and it did not give me everything he knows how to do. So, I may when have to... What I'm hearing yeah, here... Is that I should take all of these weapons that I have stashed that don't have enchants on them and truck enchant. them over to my enchanting hut and enchant them with everything. Yeah, everything you can put on them anyway. Yeah. Because that uh, seems. To that's what, what I'm hearing here. 
Yeah, th that's the best I can tell you isn't how it works. Um, if I'm wrong, I apologize, but that seems to be what it was. Like I have seven or eight enchant appearances. I didn't. Uh, I, I I transferred over a death knight, and I did not get the death knight specific things. Like like not, I don't even know if those have a specific look because I've never really noticed it. But I didn't get anything like rune of the what of the, the runeforge stuff that you put yeah. on. Yeah, like Rune of the Stone Skin Gargoyle or whatever. They look different. That. Yeah, the glows are slightly different depending on what I, you pick. They don't seem to be transmogable. Oh. Well, you just, if you're a Death Knight, you'd probably just go use them anyway, wouldn't you? Well, you can't do that in your artifact. I know that much. You can't Rune Forge your artifact? No. Huh. Okay. Yeah, your artifact is considered to already I did be... not know this, but I don't play a Death Knight, so... Yeah. You can't enchant your artifact either. No, I knew you couldn't enchant it. I just I didn't know about the whole Rune Forging thing. Yeah, I couldn't runeforge it when I had huh. it. So I don't even know if runeforging is still in now that I think about it, but I think it is. Okay. But so they talked about that in I seem to recall the profession Q and A. Someone asked like, why do Death Knights still get to keep runeforging? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, it's a special like class thing for. Death it might it may very well be that you can do it and just couldn't do it at the time. Runeforging might have been broken. Possibly. I don't know. But beta being I, beta. When I was doing it, I couldn't do it. But that was quite some time ago. Okay, last question from Firesparks. Is there a new transmog set for the new Legion Challenge Mode Mythic Plus mode? Not as such. There's gear. Yeah. There isn't... Uh, they're not giving it the, the way Challenge Modes work now and the way they worked in War... In, in there's this. not, like, a special set. Yeah, there's not, like, a spe set of special weapons or special gear that's just appearances. There's Instead, you just get better and better gear. Like, actual gear. It's very much like the CM slash Mythic thing is very much like a combination of the two. It it, it has does not have the same feel as current challenge modes. Okay. Um, I actually wanted to... Somebody in chat mentioned Tome of Illusions. And, go right uh, ahead. I just looked it up. And Rossi, I don't, I don't know if there's like two ways to get these, but it appears that enchanters make Tome of Illusions items per expansion, which teach you the enchantment effects. That's pretty cool. Uh... I did not actually see that when I was working on my, my Enchanter guy, but I'll go look for it. It may be that they, like, they've been switching around the whole appearance thing and how you get it and whatnot, too, between different builds on the beta. So It's true. Because there's a lot of stuff that's still in flux. And professions, it feels like professions are just starting to settle in to what they're going to be, pretty much. But, like... Yeah. Uh, for, for example, uh, I just looked at Tome of Illusion's Northrend. It says, on use, collect the weapon enchantment appearances of Berserking, Greater Spell Power, and Icy Chill. That's only some of them. There should be more like Giant Slaying and so forth. Yeah. Well, no, because it's the Northern runs, right? Giant was Slaying, Giant Slaying Northern? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe there is more than one. I don't know. Um, our next question comes from McJoe, who says, Greetings from McJoe, Torrent Hunter Uther, who says, Firstly, love the show. Thank you for your time and effort. It does not go unappreciated. Thanks, McJoe says, I have a question regarding ye olden pre-cata content. The reason this is of a concern for me is that I served a two-year religious mission starting right when ICC hit, and I came back to WoW near the tail end of Cataclysm. It was then that I found out I could never do any of those old class quests or experience those old zones again, and no bank jump to jump on in Horkrimmar. I feel kind of robbed because I didn't know about the old world changes until it was too late. Is there a reason Blizzard couldn't have an NBC that changes zones back to the old way before Cataclysm like they have in Blasted Lands? What's the purpose of removing the old content? Thanks, McJoe. This is such um, a long answer. <laughs> the, I think this gets frighteningly close to the legacy server argument. 
And I know that's not what they want, but it's kind of like the same issues. Uh, The older world basically doesn't exist anymore. It's not in-game or supported in-game. It's gone. It would be a lot more complex than like flipping a switch. It would. It's it's doable, but it's an undertaking. Like when they... uh... They did the Taran Mill South Shore Battles for the anniversary back when Warlords was coming out. They specifically mentioned, we had to actually redesign all this. Because not only is the old world gone, they've changed engines. Yeah. And they've changed data files for the engine. How this game renders and the files it uses to render are completely different. You can set up a legacy server more easily than you can bring old stuff into new WoW. Because you're running old code to do that. This is a different program. It's This is one of the weird things. When I, I found my, my old discs recently, the original World of Warcraft, you know, here they are, came in the box with Thrall's face on it. You know, Go yeah. ahead and install this. Right. And I so I did. I installed them. And they cry. Like, the, the, there's actual wailing as the, the thing then goes, oh, oh, no, no. I have no idea what to do with this. Like, it has to update. <laughs> It has to then download a 36 gig update, which is a completely different game. Like it. Well, yeah. Wasn't there that thing? Uh, you know, there was a while back where they just changed the file format, and yeah. everybody had to go through this, where they transitioned from uh, what was it, MPQ before, to yeah, whatever they use now. Yeah, it was MPQ before. I don't remember what it is now, but yeah, they. This is a different game. When people say this looks great for a tw- for a twelve year old game, it's like it should. It's not a twelve year old game. The twelve year old game hasn't been run for years. They basically took an expansion and replaced everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of updated is a, everything. It, it's there's a reason that they could finally do new character models because it's a completely different rendering system. Uh, things things are different now. So as as far as the purpose of removing the old content, one of the features of Cataclysm that a lot of people were looking forward to was the ability to fly in Old World Azeroth. And we're not talking like on flight paths, just the ability to mount up on a flying mount and fly around. If you had done that in Old World Azeroth, you would have seen the tricks that they used to kind of like trick players who were stuck on the ground to see like scenery and stuff like that. If you flew up above Stormwind with any kind of like fly cam or anything like that in the old world, you saw that it wasn't actually like there. The buildings weren't there from a certain angle. It was just like these flat sort of slices of scenery. It was all perspective tricks. Perspective uh, tricks, yeah. Like on an old-timey stage where they're they're standing in front of the... uh, two-dimensional background but they want you to really believe it's a field of flowers yeah it's it's actually really noticeable if you'd ever glitched out in old strathome and fell through the world and basically then you were like running around on like what is completely unrendered flat plane with strathome above you yeah, yeah if you looked up you could see what all of these tricks and things were so part of it was that you know they wanted to give people old world flying but the only way to do that really was to just rebuild the entire world from the ground up and make it a solid thing that you could fly over without running into those weird effects the other reason though was that a lot of the questing and the old quests and things like that from the original vanilla game they weren't really they didn't have any sense of cohesiveness to them 
they kind of just sent you all over the place. You know, you yeah, get a quest they... to Tenaris and it'd send you all the way out to the Eastern Plague Lands for some reason. And then you'd have to go back to Tenaris to do something else. <laughs> so what they did with Cataclysm and what they intended to do with Cataclysm was to kind of make each leveling zone its own little independent chunk of story where you didn't have to go all that crazy travel time all over the place you could just quest in one area get your quest done and then go to the next area and it really it gave the expansion kind of like a more cohesive feel unfortunately everything is still kind of like that yeah it's it's basically all of the quests there were built around the cataclysm content so when you play through vanilla you're not really playing through vanilla you're playing through the beginning of cataclysm and then you're going back to burning crusade and then you're going to wrath of the lich king and then you're coming back to cataclysm <laughs> yeah and the it's a little weird too, and kind of disconcerting the other thing too is that like some zones for instance um and had mentioned that they used to send you all over the place the perfect example is the blasted lands um when you do the the, the blasted lands you basically now you're doing quests that are essentially sequels to the original Blasted Lands quest. And when you did the original one, they used to send you over to Ashara. And there wasn't much in Ashara before. There yeah. is now. It's like an entire leveling zone for goblins and hordes. So yeah. so you used to send you over to Ashara to do some really weird stuff involving giants and their droppings that I'll leave to your imagination, but that's gone because they clearly Look, that couldn't... was a great series of quests. Okay. Was that was quests, one of but... my favorite series of quests because it had, you go to Ashara and there was like stuff to do out there and you met the demon hunter guy and he gave you like your own fell puppy to go sniff out the giant stuff. Stuff, Yeah. And but my point bring is back to him that... because it was important for some reason. <laughs> it's a difficult, it's a difference in, in like, perspective and purpose on class quest design whereas original world of warcraft was trying to get you to travel everywhere it wanted you to go from the last atlantis to ashara it wanted you to see the world whereas cataclysm's design was very much about getting you into a specific area and having everything be there for you to progress you know in as efficient a manner as possible there are pros and cons to both i actually kind of miss the old way of doing it where you you'd go like like you remember the Lincoln quests? You'd oh. start in Goro, then you'd go up to Tenaris, and suddenly you were going to like where, Winter Spring. Yeah, to Winter Spring, then back down to like to, to Angoro. Adventure. I, you know, there was some fun stuff to that. Um, I I still remember doing that quest because you did the Lincoln quest, and it's a years old quest that is out of the game now. So I'm gonna just spoil this for you. You walk up to a grave, and then you die. Like, yeah, they dead. give you they give you this like or they they would give you anyway because it's not there anymore. Um, that you'd get this uh, elixir, and they tell you, okay, now go to the graveyard and drink this. And you go to the graveyard and you drink it, and you just fall over dead. Yeah, boom. <laughs> no one told me that was gonna happen. I'm no, like, what the? <laughs> they didn't warn you. So there there was some stuff like that that I think you know would it would it benefit WoW to design like that in the future? Yeah. Are they going to just be able to bring it back with an NPC? I don't think so. I think there would be a lot of design time. I feel like a lot of the purpose with vanilla World of Warcraft was like the quests were designed deliberately to get you out and see the world. And then when Cataclysm came out, they were like, okay, everybody's seen the world now. So let's make this a little more convenient for people. That's that's kind of what it feels like to me anyway. Um but yeah, trying to go back to to pre-cataclysm content or anything like that, it's it's a lot harder than just flipping a switch, unfortunately. Um, so our last email is from Cog Grinder, a goblin mage on Nagrand, who 
has another wonderful name. What's with the goblin and the gnome names today? They've both been on point. Anyway, he says, hi, watchers. Love the podcast. Keep doing what it is you do. Will there be many first-on-servers world achievements in the soon-to-be-here Legion expansion? And if there will be, do you A, know what they will be, and B, in this case, will they pretty much all fall to those who could access beta because they could more easily grind through the content, having already been there, and maybe less distracted by all the new content? Thanks, Coggrinder. Um, well, you know, they took out that whole first one to level whatever, or first race to level whatever. Yeah. So you aren't going to have the whole... Um, server first 110 rogue or whatever um, that's not going to happen but I think they still have the professions ones I'm not sure do they I don't think so or did they ditch that I gotta admit I never in my life cared about that so <laughs> I spent uh, uh, let's see I want to say it wasn't with wrath with cataclysm and Ms. Pandaria both I tried to race to be my realm first level whatever max level rogue and I always I came in second place both times by a matter of like 10 minutes it was yeah. so annoying and let me tell you I played on the beta both times it didn't make a difference it absolutely did not make a difference because um, there was some other dude there who was like way quicker at doing this stuff and I don't know how they did it but they did it um yeah. For me, the only realm first achievements I've ever gotten were like kill this boss first, like like Algalon. in raids. Yeah, yeah. Like I've got Death Smize because we yeah. did like that was Olduvar. Yeah. Like first Yogg-Sorong kill in Olduvar or whatever. Um, I Death Smize I got um, the Celestial Defender one I got stuff like that Yog Zero title whatever that is. But um, in terms of like you know personal ones, I've never done them. I don't think, I think that, that they have the leveling uh, ones anymore. Yeah, I think they took those out because, as they pointed out, it was making people crazy. Like, people like Anne, who, like, spend, like, 20 hours grinding their butts off, and then, boom, you miss it. Like you're, you're... Mr. Pandaria was absolutely... I mean, Cataclysm was great, too. Like, we got... we got My guild... I was with a raid guild at the time, and my guild was super amped up for when Cataclysm came out. So when it came out, there were a bunch of us online, and we were all on vent together. And chatting as we were leveling. Um, some of us were grouped up. Some of us were on our own. A lot of us were on our own because we were so far ahead of everybody else. And um, we we spent like, yeah, about 20 hours or so. But we were just talking to each other and stuff and reminding each other that, yes, we should probably like eat something while we're at the computer doing this whole leveling race thing. <laughs> And yeah, it was a lot I, of fun, but at the same time, when I was done with it all, yeah, I immediately went to bed and slept for like two days or something. I would was, not do it again. <laughs> there was one time I tried to get server first on my priest, you know, sir, first to level cap priest. And, you know, I by like level, you know, I don't know what expansion it was, but let's say it was Warlords, it wasn't. But, like, I got to level 96, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm not going to kill myself for this. I'm going to take a nap for a couple hours. I'm ahead of the race. I'm level 96. I'm reasonably sure nobody can hit max level in the yeah, two no. hours I'll be gone. I get back. There's, like, a thousand people that are max level priests. I'm like, how did you do that? Yep. How did you get, like, five, six levels in the two they hours I was weakling. gone? They, they didn't, didn't take sleep. A nap. Like, you it took them nap. more you than... You don't sleep. You, you stock up. You stock up on like Red Bull or I my my drink of choice was those Starbucks double shots things that, that come in the little cans. Yeah, like, I downed took, I don't know how many of those. <laughs> when it took six to eight hours to get halfway there, 
You don't expect people to get the other half of the way there in two. Yeah, well, I, I know that like some people do like groups where they like they get together and they just pull everything in sight. I know that that happens. Yeah. But. Yeah, but re- regardless, um, the the amount of effort that it took to get that whole realm first title totally not worth, totally not worth it. And I think Blizzard kind of agreed and said, you know, maybe we should not make our player base virtually kill themselves trying to get this dumb title. So they just took them all out. I'm glad um, they did because, quite frankly, I leveled a little slowly for Warlords and I enjoyed it more. Yeah, same here. I, I like took my time and poked around and did all kinds of stuff, and it was it was. It was a lot better. I mean, I did have fun with the two trying to race to 100 experiences, both with Cataclysm and with Miss Pandaria. But I don't I, I, I would not have done it again a third time. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. I, I do still enjoy that launch day binge. Yes. Assuming servers are up. Yes. But yeah, not needing to race for a specific goal is quite nice. Are we going to do a launch day binge? We could. Uh, for Legion? I'd need to know. Like, so I can make plans for that day, but I'm not opposed to it. I mean, I'm probably going to be online and playing anyway. I'm just wondering if one of us Same. should like fire up Twitch and stream all day or something. Maybe. Might be fun. It might be fun. It could be entertaining. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll think about that. But yeah, that kind of wraps us up for the emails. Thank you for everybody, to everybody who sent them in. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, Ann. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch podcast. I'm Matt Rossi, and thank you all very much for sending in emails. Uh, the email address is podcast at blizzardwatch.com. If you have an email, we'd love to answer it. And please just try and have a little mercy on us and keep it down to a paragraph or two. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll be here next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.